Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And we coming from our basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another episode of the Podcastianos. I'm Jordan Hall, and I'm joined as always by a man who's unflappable on the West Coast, Eric Wayne. I am unflappable in any situation. I don't know what you're talking about qualifying my unflappability. Well, your last trip out to the West Coast ended much better than 500, wouldn't you say? I'm always better than 500. (laughs) When you were out there, did you drive by the Angel Stadium? No. uh, I drove past the uh, O.co Stadium. Yes. But we were in the the northern realms. None of the southern business. No. Um, They were talking on on the broadcast. Obviously, we talk about this because the Tigers were in Anaheim this past week. Uh, It's the fourth oldest stadium in baseball. That was like, I was like, wow, that's shocking as Ron Berger. That really surprised me, too. You know, you know, you get teams like Atlanta (laughs) who, you know, the stadium gets to be 15 years old. Oh, better tear it down build get some more public financing well to be fair maybe atlanta heard about how teenage children are hard to manage and they're they they extrapolated that across to their stadium oh i see where you're going with that i mean that doesn't make sense but i know i see where you went now it's it's just a theory just just a theory um so eric i don't know if you saw this but this past week um there was this Lionel messi lookalike in i believe it was iran that was making um, international headlines. Dude looked pretty similar to Messi. Um, he had the beard and the hair and whatnot. Um, doppelganger might have been a little bit too much, but he was. There's definitely like a resemblance. Did you see this? No, I thought this prompt was going to be about the Justin Verlander doppelganger. Well, yeah, that too. It was. It was. It was yeah. a big, big week for doppelgangers. Yeah, I um, guess so. <laughs> but he was seen all over Iran. I guess taking pictures with people like. You know how they they do the keepy uppies like with the ball, just living living the messy life. Hmm. Um, first of all, if I'm trying to pass myself off as messy, I'm going nowhere near a soccer ball because the only thing that could happen <laughs> with me right. with the ball at my feet is for them to not believe that I'm Lionel Messi. You'd be exposed that yes. quickly. Um, 
Do you do you have any celebrities or famous people that you would be mistaken for? No, not that I not that I know of. I uh, so a couple years back uh, there was the Winter Olympics, mm-hmm. and I had two people come up to me, and they're like, you know, I've been watching the curling, and you look exactly like John Schuster, the captain of the curling team, and. I really didn't know what to do with that information. There's, so There's going to be more traffic to John Schuster's Wikipedia page after this episode that comes out than in the previous um, rest Maybe. of its existence. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so John Schuster <laughs> must be handsome as far as I can tell. Handsome devil. Um, so certainly you could you could do worse than looking like, you know, the best soccer player ever. And also, like we, like we previously stated, um, there was a Tigers fan – with a beard and a tiger's hat that I would say vaguely resembled Justin Verlander. Was that that was in Anaheim, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, he was in Arizona. He lived in Arizona. He used to live in around Detroit or whatever. Yeah, I mean he was a he was a seven <laughs> on the look like scale, I'd say. So he needs to find a seven Kate Upton to hook up with. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of this got me wondering, who has the better, just well-rounded, all-around life, JV or Messi? Oh, it's got to be Messi, isn't it? He's an international superstar. He cannot go anywhere in the world where people wouldn't just fall at his feet in adoration. Is that a good thing, though? Yeah. Oh, I want to be like a god among men. <laughs> all right. Fair, Adore I mean, me. I, when you get to a certain <laughs> level, they both have more money than you can know what to do with. I'm sure yep. Lionel Messi's girlfriend fiance wife whatever is probably fairly attractive also i I think to a certain extent you reach a level and you just can't even really live life anymore and you gotta assume that the most famous player in the most famous sport in the world probably is at that that level the only place Messi could go and not get recognized is is here the the united states (laughs) right and and certainly some parts i mean if he went to chicago he would just be mauled but sure. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we brings us this week. Justin, Justin could go anywhere. Yeah. That's not America. And he could walk the streets freely. Yeah. He would Kate, have to describe hand, what baseball was. Right. He's, he's not, he wouldn't be as famous as Kate. No. All right. That's just, um, so anyway, I, I might take JV in that, in that discussion. I mean, I'd rather be messy because I'd rather be awesome at soccer than baseball. But, um, anyway, brings us to this week's lead off question. If you could be a Tigers doppelganger for a day, who would you pick to look like and what would you do with the, I have an air quotes, powers of your appearance? Oh, to me, this is an easy one. I would be Brad Osmus. <laughs> Brad Osmus. Because he's he's truly recognizable. I mean, if you were walking down the street and, I don't know, pick pick your favorite player. Like Alex Wilson, for instance. Yes, definitely who I'd pick for my favorite player. No, I mean, like, who who would not many people are recognizing him walking down the street? Like, I mean, you want to be recognizable. And Osmus is probably the most recognizable, second only to baby Verlander and Cabrera. Yeah, I'd agree. I would agree with that. And he's a handsome fellow. Smart. Right. right? And uh, what would I do with my power? I uh, I don't know collect women's undergarments <laughs> that they throw at me how many undergarments do you think he collects on a week-to-week basis half dozen probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably probably about a two to one 
panty to bra ratio, I'd guess. But I don't know. Somebody should ask him. Lynn. Lynn would ask. <laughs> What's your undergarment thrown at collection, Brad? This is for sure where I thought we were going tonight. Um, <clears throat> so I thought maybe first... I thought Brandon Inge, but that's kind of easy. Like, have a soul patch and bad tattoos and be white, and you're pretty much Brandon Inge. Um, then I thought, you know who I want to be? Placido Polanco. He's got the extra scoop of brains bulging out his head. <laughs> that he does. You know that's good. The The question that I found hard was, what am I going to do with my powers? Um, being Placido Polanco. Uh, I used to say that he could block out the sun with his head. So maybe I would use my new head to like Telekinesis. provide shade for my family. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Flazino. <laughs> um, but he's good. He'll always be a part of our height, our hearts for that one moment in the in the neck neck sleeve. Um, if you want to get his his man hijab or whatever that was, his like head thing. Is that what you're talking about? When yeah, when he when the mags home like run. his gator. Yeah. 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 The gator. Yeah. There you go. It's a fancy boy term. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. On Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at podcastianos. Um, on Instagram, I am at Jordino4, facebook.com backslash podcastianos. And we would love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, um, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. Um, <laughs> so there's been some growing frustration amongst Tigers fans uh, regarding our 500-ness. Um, we're going to go ahead and make that a word. Um, back-to-back 500 weeks. But if somebody offered you, Eric, 500 for four road series, um, excuse me, three road series and the Indians, when three of those series were a, a West Coast road trip, would you take that? Uh, yeah, right. I mean, I, you're prompting me the the uh, objection leading the witness. But yeah, I think the answer is yes. Isn't it Hall? Yeah, absolutely. Like not not all 500 weeks or I have down here fortnights because that's two weeks um, are created equal. Wow. This is a this was a, a tough stretch of of games that we just took on. And, you know, should we have had two more wins? Yes, but. To be fair, something good came out of blowing those two games in Oakland. Now we have one of the best closers in baseball. Yeah, he looks strong, doesn't he? He he looks very, very oh, strong. Oh, man. What, did he strike out the side against uh, L.A. on two nights ago? Yeah. Now, this might be getting a little carried away, and we'll get into the closer thing later. But he has now two saves on the year. And I already think he may be the most talented closer the Tigers have had in my lifetime. Uh, I'm thinking. John Wetland, were you around for him? Uh, If he was after 1989, then yes. Uh, I don't know. John Wetland was pretty good. I think, yeah, let's look him up. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, so He's I will, good. he was, he was good. And I, I do still think that we can get K rod to come back around. I feel like last week you and I were both, um, you know, move him to that seventh inning and, and see, or not the seventh inning, uh, out of the ninth inning, excuse me, into some of the lower, lower profile roles and try and get him going. He had a halfway decent appearance this week. 
Um, I do still think there's a little bit to salvage there. Now, do you have it? I am confused. Evidently, he never played for us. <laughs> what am I thinking of? I must be thinking of somebody else. Okay. I thought he played for the Tigers. I'm looking on baseball reference. No. Todd, so who are my other choices? Todd Jones? Todd no. I mean, Matt Anderson uh, briefly had the role. He had no. some talent. Tigers, uh, did, closers. Did, did, did my ever close? Uh, no, I don't think he ever did. You got Urbina, Troy Percival. Urbina. Oh. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, here to answer your question. Oh, how about Fernando Rodney? That's a that's an interesting one because on pure talent they're probably fairly similar. Um, Valverde, Benoit, Todd Jones, Urbina, Franklin, German, Herman, <laughs> Matt Anderson, Todd Jones. Oh, Mike Henneman. Mike Henneman. Not not Todd, not Wetland. Henneman, De- definitely not. I'm not Wetland. Come on. <sighs> Henneman is who I was thinking of. I'm trying to decide if you uh, Willie Hernandez. Those guys were better, but they let's see. Henneman last pitched in ninety five. Oh, so I was six. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I was, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bore you with I was very out. critical of the bullpen in my, my two to like eight year old time frame. Just a little puppy, aren't you? All? <laughs> um so let's go back to uh the last week. It was weird to see us succeed in that ballpark in Anaheim. Um, we just never win there, ever. Yeah. I mean, two uh, two out of four is, like, a, amazing. Especially considering how good of a series Mike Trout hit, had. If you'd have said Dude. Mike Trout hit, what, he hit three against us, I would be like, oh, crap, we dropped all four, didn't we? Trout is good at baseball. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I, you ahead. can you can put all kinds of numbers and I see the really smart baseball guys, or at least they say they're smart, posting all these statistics about trout and all of them lead you to one thing. And that is trout is probably un- still underrated. Yeah, he's so good. Now, how do you feel about him personally? Like I, he seems like a great guy, but I don't know if it's because he's on the West Coast, but I don't feel like I know boring, a thing about him. Yeah. Yeah, which is like, which is fine. I mean, he's clearly living his life. I mean, does he have any sponsors? He sells for Subway. Subway. Yeah, I mean, that's not a great start for him. If we're being yeah, honest. him and Ryan Howard were in a commercial together. That's not lofty company. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's let's move on from Mike Trout. Let's talk about our new star that's going under the radar. Um, Michael Fulmer's kind of our ace now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he amongst the five stars, he definitely stands out. Yes, he he is so good. I I wrote down some statistics. If I wrote down, I mean, I typed them out Um, less than five hits per start, like on average, Mm. uh, three earned run or three earned runs or less in every start. Um, All hitters are hitting a buck ninety eight against them. Lefties a buck fifty. That's mm-hmm. that's just mind blowing. That, that's so good. Um, An average fastball velocity ninety five point seven eight. This is his second year. He's not even you know ten starts into his second year. Where is his ceiling? Oh, I I don't know. I mean, forget ceiling. I mean, if he keeps this up, I mean, he's money. I, I did a I did a little checking too. Um, 
Now, for comparison, um, Justin Verlander's FIP, fielding independent pitching, is at just under four, 3.9. Fulmer's FIP is 3.42. So not a ton lower. But Fulmer's ERA is at two and a half, and JV's is at four and a half. And I'm trying to figure out a little bit why this is because on the surface area you'd say oh fulmer's just getting more lucky than jv is but that is that is not the case and the reason why is fulmer's strikeout to walk ratio is like 3.2 he's got 42 strikeouts on only 13 uh walks that's pretty good yeah that is good um he's obviously very very good now um, just from watching him, I'm, I'm curious. I feel like I've, I've poo-pooed the upside because I feel like he's more mature now than your typical, I don't know, 24, 25, however old he is. Um, but the more you see the fastball tick up and you see that strikeout to walk rate creep up, um, I'm maybe starting to, to buy into the upside a little more than I ha- I've, I kind of thought he was mm-hmm. going to be a really nice number two, number three kind of guy. Uh, whereas now, I mean, small sample size, he's, he's seven starts into the season. Um, and obviously he was excellent last year, but there is that, that upside of him maybe easing towards, towards that a status. I don't know if he has yeah. the, the gravitas to, be that front end guy, but I, I guess I don't know. I've never been in a clubhouse. I don't know if that's something that that exists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, are you worried with Fulmer at all that he always looks like he's a max effort kind of pitcher? Like he's out there and he's got kind of a violent delivery. Do you think over time he's a young guy? He can get away with that. Do you think over time that becomes an issue or not? Oh, for sure. I mean, I feel like with the thing with all the Mets pitchers that we've seen, um, some of these these other younger guys, the hard throwers they flame out early. Um, if I can get mm. five good years of Michael Fulmer uh, before, I, and you know, this he does seem like a high effort guy, and I, I feel like that delivery maybe lends itself more towards what you've been talking about um but you're not going to change him oh no absolutely not i think i don't think he's just not somebody that i would want to wrap up long term i guess he's not yeah. somebody okay. that i see as a verlander who can you know reinvent himself although i mean obviously verlander is still throwing very very hard um yeah. but into his mid-30s this is a guy that right. i'm wanting on his rookie you know not rookie deal but his first deal and maybe i'm not wanting him to be on my team pitching 32 33 34 okay good observation yeah i mean i i feel like that's just how how baseball is going um a yeah. lot of these guys who are just letting it all hang out you know that have to you know everyone's got to throw you know a million miles an hour now yeah. and all of a sudden you know all these Syndergaard, etc etc um the mental go ahead i think there's just fewer deals especially that are working out for players who are 32 and older. I mean, they're just, they're not working out very good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like I mean, you can kind of uh, count on one hand. So much money. Are. Yeah, not everybody so, has that that Max, um, Max Scherzer, 
uh, ability to to kind of keep it rolling. And I, and yeah. it took Greinke a year. I mean, he he's what the highest played player in baseball, and he was just straight trash last year. Obviously, he's he's worked way his way back into it. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> Pitching is just such a a fickle beast these days with how hard yep. everyone is throwing. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, it's a it's a wildly unnatural motion. Yep. Um, so th- this is let's just get into some hypotheticals, just because of how amazing he's been and how how fun it is to to think about him. Um, we're in a playoff series. Who gets the ball in game one? Him or Verlander? I mean, Verlander. Presuming that it rest isn't it. Verlander. Issue. Verlander. So? Verlander. Okay. Verlander. Verlander. I mean, I I think your your issue here is is it's Verlander. you know you want <laughs> Verlander. Who? Who? Verlander. I actually would take the guy in the stands that, that looks like Verlander, <laughs> <laughs> and then Justin, and then Michael. I think that's our. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm being I'm being a dork, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fulmer is probably the hotter hand and is pitching better, but in a huge playoff game, you'd still take Justin Verlander. See, the thing about Verlander is I feel like he's that he gets so overhyped in some of those big games. Nothing seems to phase Fulmer. Fulmer is, I mean, he has the same, yeah. you know, it's not, not exactly great radio, but he has the same face on his on his face, so to speak, um, <laughs> 100% of the time, you know, whether he's facing, you know, the Red Sox, Yankees, or I don't know who's the word, yeah. the Rays. He reminds me, okay, so he does in the offseason, he does plumbing. Yeah. And it's just kind of part of his character. He's a little kind of uh, Ron Swanson. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Just, yeah, I don't follow the show, but it strikes me as he's just very even keel, kind of patient, deals with everybody's crap, and just goes about his business. Like, that's Michael Fulmer to me. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to move to the opposite of Michael Fulmer? <laughs> I don't know. Um, the opposite, at least at this moment, has to be uh, Jordan Zimmerman. Another not great start. Um, is it time that we need to have the talk about Jordan Zimmerman? What, you, what kind of talk are you proposing? I mean, just just the talk about him that maybe this isn't working out quite like we had expected. Uh, no, I don't want to tell him that. Just like oh, I, no. I want to say, be oh, it's better. Not him? We're not. We're not talking with him. <laughs> we're not going to Northern Wisconsin or wherever. No, I mean, there's there's nothing you can do. You keep running him out there until he finds his stride. Uh, there's nothing to do you keep running him out there and hope he gets better <laughs> yeah I've, i i have down i don't in... know what kind of talk i mean that if the talk is boy jordan zimmerman isn't very good so far yeah we can we can talk about that but i mean there's no decision to be made i don't think no i think we're a long long way for that um well, i was looking into his 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 statistics the one thing that really stuck out to me 42 percent of contact he's yielded this year has been deemed hard by fan graphs um <laughs> that is substantial uh as a point nine of, bombs as a point nine of reference bombs. michael fulmer and who obviously is one of the best pitchers in the american league he's yielded 29 percent hard contact mm. Mm. um i was looking into it uh his strikeout per nine is low which i mean obviously just watch him you know he never strikes anyone out and mm-hmm. the batting average and balls in play is i think I, I think it was 320 which isn't unreasonable so it's not like he's getting unreasonably unlucky but mm-hmm. the, the thing is is like I, I watch him with my eyes 
and <laughs> that's a good good choice and like if you don't pay attention to the batter at all just the pitch the movement the lo- you know the location what it what the action it doesn't look that bad like if you just take him in isolation um he says he 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 feels good and his pitches seem good to him he doesn't he's a it's not like, oh, yeah, I'm completely broken. I need to figure something else. His interviews and stuff seem to say, yeah, I, I, it's going okay. Do, I don't know. Do you think he could have lost some deception in his in his motion? I mean, I feel like that would kind of be a, a cause cause for this. Um, uh, I wonder what I wonder what his velocity is. His velocity down? His velocity is relatively steady, at least stable? at least for this year. And actually, over his last two starts, his fastball average velocity is up a full mile an hour than what it was the previous wow. two starts. You had that very handy. Yeah, I was. It was for my next point. But um, you're an achiever. It's like there are still reasons to keep faith in him. Um, you know, we have a, first of all, we have a lot of money invested in him, in him. <laughs> like a lot of money. That's really the only reason you need. Yes. Um, I don't know. There's, I feel like he's been catching a really, really bad rap on Twitter and you know, he was, he dealt with a very serious injury last year. One that many players have a hard time coming back from. Um, and I'm not saying that he ever will come back from it, but I mean, clearly he's a guy who's just going to need a few more starts and a few more starts. And I think he's the kind of guy that we need to look for progress from as opposed to all of a sudden now he's throwing seven, you know, shutout innings. Right. Imagine if he didn't have those first eight or nine starts of the Tigers beginning of last year that he had. Think about how much the fans would despise him. Yeah, there's been a lot of revisionist history around him. I feel like I've seen a lot of people saying, yeah, knew it from the start. He was a bad signing. But like when when Avila signed him, he was Avila was universally lauded for getting his guy early, you know, getting his work done early in the year. That was who we wanted. We nailed it down. Um, He was kind of uh, middle of the not middle of the road, but he was less than top tier. He was like bottom half of the top tier kind of. Yeah. Option. He was he was the the safe option. I I thought. Yes. Which. Yeah. Ironic. Um. And then all the everyone on Twitter's all these these warning signs were there, and like you said, he started off his Tigers career with twenty four scoreless yeah. innings. I, I think it was could be could be more could be less. Um. You know were were those warning signs there during that? Because I I didn't see any of them. I don't know. I, I yeah and. Who pencils in? Uh, it was a neck injury that that he fought through, right? Yeah. I mean, do you just pencil that into every thirty-four or five-year-old, whatever he is? I mean, I actually don't think he's quite that old. I think he just looks that old. He does look old. <laughs> I mean, old. if you took a if you took show me a picture of Jordan Zimmerman and said this dude is forty-five, I'd be like, yeah, okay. He is. Uh. 30 he's almost 31 that's really all the old old he is that's that's tough luck sorry sorry jordan you look look old do you think it's physical or mental with him at this point Uh, i mean tap into a psyche and give me the correct answer yeah i'm just gonna make it up uh it's totally mental and he's worried about his injury and he isn't trusting his stuff to execute his pitches and i'm totally bullshitting yeah i have no idea 
All right, we're going to go with that. That, that, that. <laughs> Seems reasonable to you. Feels right. Um, okay, let's move on to the back end of the bullpen. Uh, closer swap paying dividends. Justin nailed down his first save opportunity since taking the role. Three strikeouts. Uh, he looks so, so good out there. And let's not have another repeat of the John Wetland conversation, but this is exciting. Exciting development. I mean, <laughs> I can't believe I confused. I, I, I would get added a ton of times because everybody's going to be like, yeah, you thought Henneman was wetland. I'm a I mean, I'm going to do that for sure. I don't know what <sighs> everyone else is going to do. Can you edit that out? I feel bad. All right. Uh, I, no, I let's can, talk about, uh, let's talk about Justin Wilson and how good he is. He's good. You know what? Another side benefit of this by using him as the closer, I think he'll get uh, taxed less yes, that is a really you're gonna preserve one. him a little bit instead of wearing him into the ground like we did last year yeah i mean we're gonna do that to blaine alex and, and shane <laughs> right. green but we're not Absolutely. gonna do it with justin wilson yeah yeah that, it works out well um and you know obviously joe went down for uh down to lakeland to, to rehab his back He'll be up again at some point. Um, a lot of people think that that's an arm that we'll be able to use. Uh, now that you have kind of that that key uh, four, now you can start building. I feel like that's that's something we've never had. We've been looking for seven bullpen arms and not being able to find any of them. Now we're essentially looking for one bullpen arm. Obviously, you have K-Rod and you have Anibal that aren't going anywhere. We're looking for one guy to come up and help us. And that is a, wait, a lot wait, wait. easier. I, I don't know if we can say Annabelle isn't going anywhere. Well, I was just I mean, meaning for the for the time being. Yeah, for the time being. But if K-Rod and Sanchez don't get better, and I don't know how – it's going to be painful to find out if they will get better. How do you carry all this dead weight? I mean, I don't know about those guys. I mean, I think uh, – um, I think K-Rod – has much more usefulness than Sanchez. Yeah, I think a it, lot I think at this point, the two Wilson boys, Shane Green and Blaine Artie, we should just call them, like, the core group. They're saving yeah, both of K-Rod and, and Anibal's job. If those four haven't been as good as they've been, I think you have to have made a move by now. But because they've been papering over all the cracks, the starters are going six innings every start, all of a sudden you don't have a need for that seventh bullpen arm, and you can carry Anibal. Yeah, I think people would accuse us of being too high on Hardy. I think that I, I think people would accuse us of that. But I, Hardy is not flashy, but he does not give up home runs, and he's generally generally trustworthy. Um, but yeah, the core four makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Take a, uh, take a guess at Blaine Hardy's ERA, and then we can discuss whether we're too high on him. Uh one eighty. <laughs> That's a really good guess. It is. It is 180 exactly. Yeah, I know. Gets had in front of me. Yeah. Oh, I'm a cheater. S- slippery snake. I know. E- 180. That's good. That is good. I. I. We love Blaine. We have from the very start. Um. But yeah. Blaine is getting it done. I don't care. I don't care how much we love him. It. It is a undeniable fact that Blaine is one of one of our four best relief pitchers right now. Now you could say that's only in ten innings pitch, but Alex Wilson. Has only pitched 14 innings, yeah, you and can, he's got an ERA under two. You can only get results in the innings that you're out there, and he's yeah. clearly going to have more than 10 by the time this thing's done. Yeah. 
Um, okay, let's move on to somebody who's not getting it done quite so much, and that is our namesake, uh, Nicholas Castellanos, continues to smash the ball, continues to hit 240. Um, his batting yeah. average on balls in play is 316. That's not particularly low, but he's in the top 35 in exit velocity. That's pretty high, and yet he's hitting 234, and last week hit a buck 36. Um, yeah, but he's he's hitting with some power, getting some extra base hits. His OPS plus is 98. He's just a tick below kind of the average. Um, and one good week or two good weeks, he's right above. He, he ramps it back up. It has to I don't, be coming, right? I would think so. He's – man, based off his first week, though, we were going nuts. We were like – we. Yeah, we were drinking the Nick Kool-Aid. Yeah, he's going to hit 40 bombs or what? We were all excited about him. And I don't I don't know what it is, man. He's he's hitting the ball hard. I it's if it's just a matter of a, having a little bit more patience yet and just picking his pitch a little bit more. Um but he'll find his way. I don't worry about Nick on offense. Yeah, <laughs> on now, of defense, course. I worry a little bit more about Nick. I think but. JD coming back will indirectly help him. I mean, essentially for the better part of the season to this okay. point, he's been like the main gun. Victor was terrible. <laughs> Kinsler was out for a while. Uh, Miggy was out for a while. He he was the the guy that was trying to to pick up the slack. Him him and Upton, Here's of course. Um, yep. And maybe that was just a little bit too much for him too early. I mean, he's he's not a not a rook anymore, but he is still he's still kid. Um, I don't know. I think JD getting back, Miggy coming back, uh, Victor maybe a little bit rounding back into form. It lengthens out the lineup, um, and hopefully he should see an uptick in pitches to hit. And I don't know. He's just too good to keep putting up 234 average. Um, you know, some, sometimes things don't work out, don't work themselves out, but I, I think this one will. And I'm keeping the faith. Maybe I was a little high on my, you know, him in the top yeah. five for MVP. But there's no... We, we got excited early. And he... Right. And it, we're but, a month and a half in. There's there's still plenty of time. Right. Um, He's still... I'm just looking at the numbers. His slugging is... He's slugging more than Cabrera. That's not bad. I mean, so he's he's hitting with some power. He it, Average isn't everything there. True. I mean... If he can get his batting average 20 or 30 points higher and hit with as much or a little bit more power, that that's an exceptional player. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be drooling over that. Yeah, he's, absolutely. he's out. Av- he's average right now, it, but it wouldn't take much, a couple good weeks and he would be exceptional again. Speaking of exceptional again, um, we've been rambling, so let's get to this quick. JD has come back with a bang, four of nine since coming back with two homers. Uh, we have obviously a really, really good bat coming back. Do you think there's anything more to uh, it, like him being good for morale, good for the the swing of the lineup? Do you buy into any of that? Uh, I don't know. I mean- Maybe he's a familiar face. He's friends with those guys. He's a serious major league ball player. I mean, it's good to have him back. I, for morale or chemistry, I don't buy it as much as he hit two home runs. That's, I mean, that's that's more important. It's helpful. 
it's helpful. Yeah. Um, speaking of helpful, this is the last topic before we get to your power rankings. Uh, the Fox Sports Detroit Emmy nominations, our buddy Hook Slide, uh, brought this to my attention. There's Emmy nominations for uh, Keats and Matt Shepard for Sports Anchor. And I don't know if you saw this, but Johnny Kane is an Emmy-nominated sports reporter. Does he take hmm. home the award? Obviously. The the renowned Johnny Kane. Uh, Kristen Keith didn't get nominated? Uh, she she may have. It was he just sent me a picture of the graphic, so there there may have been others that that weren't included on the graphic. You know, she's a very talented lady. You know, I'm just gonna say positive things about Kristen Keith, or I'm gonna say nothing about her. So <laughs> now that's the, all I have. To say. The question is: is if <laughs> if Johnny Kane wins this Emmy? Does foul ball girl leave fiance and hit him up on, you know, slide into the DMs? Gosh. You got to let it go. Let it go, Jordan. You, All right. You're, you're trying to make you're trying to make this happen for Johnny. I don't know. Like they're going to get married. Foul ball girl is engaged to the man and the man is not is not Johnny. As the great Michael Scott would say, BFD uh, engaged ain't married. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Did, did we see a ring? Do do we need some forensics on if we saw a ring on that on Fall Ball Girl? Oh, so like, you're you're a ring truther? Well, you gotta you gotta check it out. You know, this like in Frozen, you know, where the trolls, you know it's a long story. Not, not don't quite worry. as familiar with Frozen as maybe you are. <laughs> <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken. Ugh. All right, let's move on to your power rankings. <laughs> You don't want to talk about children's cartoons. You can talk about Puppy Pals or Lion Guard or something like that for a I while. Ha- I have seen Frozen once, if that's, if that's something. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, power rankings. Uh, The option this week is things in a parade. Oh, nice. Following up on last week, we talked about festivals. I actually went to the Tulip Time Parade. And Memorial Day parades are coming up, so I have things in a parade. Here we go. That's lovely. Number seven is classic cars slash classic motorcycles. They're not real high on the list. They're kind of cool. They they beat out fire trucks by a little. Fire trucks can be loud, though. That. That is instantly to the bottom of the list for me. You, you I hate, have no I hate loud things. 
No, I just don't you like hate I, loud things. Pretty pretty much all loud things I hate. Yeah. Oh, uh, classic cars are okay. I want the real old ones. Don't bother me with some Camaro or something. I want a Model T. Make it old. I want the old motorcycles. That's the good stuff. Number six is floats. Floats. I want like the queen in her court. I uh, during the the tulip time parade, the asparagus queen was parked like right in front of me, and I was like, asparagus is a top five vegetable. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Then I got mean looks from my family because I was having fun, and evidently that's not allowed. So Gosh. this actually happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Would I make something up, Paul? Yeah, I'm dialoguing with the asparagus queen. She's royalty. I love all the random queens. There's like the red flannel queen from – I don't know if the posing potato queen was there, but <laughs> – I don't know. I also like lodge floats. Like one of those floats went by and it had a huge taxidermied elk head on the front. That was cool. Don't bother me with the business floats, though. I'll talk more about that later. But (laughs) I don't want the business. All right. Number five is gigantic balloons. They'd be higher, but not every parade has gigantic balloons. It's true. Like only the big ones. And um, if you have a balloon at your normal hometown parade it's going to be lame it's not like the macy's giant balloon that's true there's budget constraints this isn't new york (laughs) unless it's new york yeah yeah and not always going to new york to see a parade we're going to holland or ishpeming or wherever we are And plus, if i'm going to new york it's not going to be for a parade it's going to see be to see the other stuff no offense to parades right so five is balloons. Four is gymnastics groups. I love these, like, there's, like, girls, they walk around, and then they, like, do flips and stuff down the down the pavement. I always worry for them. Like, I think they're going to fall on their face. The gymnastics groups beat out the martial arts groups that walk down. They're, like, taekwondoing down the street and high yaing or whatever they do. <laughs> like, the guy next to me at the parade was all about the martial arts groups. Like, everyone, yeah, these are my people, and he starts clapping or whatever. Sorry. I like the gymnastics people better. Because they're doing round-offs and handsprings and so forth. Yes, gymnastic terms. Yeah, they got um, special gloves, which makes sense because you don't want any hand road rash. Like a Michael Jackson glove, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, they cut the fingers off. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, number three is veterans. Veterans are great. Every parade's got veterans. You stand up, you applaud, and you say, thank you for your service, veterans. Although I'm a little confused sometimes because there'll be groups of men walking down, and there'll be a color guard, and you always stand up for the color guard, right? And you clap and take take off your hat. But not all of them are necessarily veterans. They're like the ROTC or like some Cub Scout group or, you know— some lodge or what i'm always confused like are these veterans you know i don't want to inappropriately clap for some fraud veterans so (laughs) don't deceive me but i stand up and clap even if they're in any kind of uniform even if it's a fake uniform 
I'm confused by all these groups carrying flags. Maybe they could make a guide for you for next year. See, yeah, clap, don't clap. They, you know, every dope walking down the street in the parade has a sign. Like, carry a sign, stand up and clap, or don't stand up and yeah, clap. don't worry about it. Take it easy for this one. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of up and down. <laughs> All right, that's number three. Number two is horses. Yes. I love horses. Yeah, so uh, they had these big Frisian horses, and then they had one was, like, uh, cowgirls who do barrel racing or whatever, and, like, Palomino ponies with fancy chaps or whatever. I like horses. They're... They're pretty cool. Yeah. They're stomping around. They get the clip-clap going. Yeah. It's exciting to see a horse. The problem with the horses, they crap everywhere. I See, I find a sick enjoyment watching the people go behind with their wagon, scooping up the feces. Somebody has to be a a feces scooper. Let's Let's not denigrate that. Yeah. So that brings us all the way to number one. What you got, Hall? My guess is those like inflatable things that do this. Nobody can see you, Hall. Wait. This is a this is a podcast. <laughs> Just to let the record know, he's waving his arms wildly in the air, like an inflatable wacky waving tube man. Yes, but they don't have those in parades. I don't go to parades very often. I don't know what they have. <laughs> <laughs> Number one is marching bands. What? No, they're so loud. Yeah. Like what? What are you, an infant? You need some earplugs. There, you got to get right by the the drums, the big bass drum. I had the the biggest drum in the parade. Was there was a dude pulling it with a wagon, and the tiniest dude in the whole parade is like some sixth grader walking behind and smacking on this giant drum. I love the drums the most. The bass drums, they get right up front of you. You feel it in your chest. Boom, boom, boom. For people who aren't afraid of loud noises, it's actually very satisfying. And as the parade goes by, you get the assortment of instruments. It's nice. It's it's that's a marching band. It's parades. I, I like Come a on. I like a woodwind instrument. The drums I could take or leave. <laughs> that's a wuss instrument. I'm smelling I'm smelling another power rankings coming up. But <laughs> you're you're waiting for the end with the stupid piccolos to come. <laughs> Stop. Piccolo is a man's instrument, or a uh, female's or a woman's instrument. This is a gender judgment free zone piccolo players exactly. you play what you want yeah all right the third worst are politicians you know politicians are walking in the parade they're they're just doing it to gussy up support i wasn't i wasn't feeling the politicians although they did uh they are worse than uh local media you know local media like the weather guy everybody's excited about the weather guy. Oh, there's Bill Steffens or Craig James or whatever your weather on channel five, six and seven or whatever they have in Traverse city. You need three <laughs> channels for, but everybody knows the weather guy. Politicians are worse than them. Yeah. You should be able to toss something at politicians. If you see them in public, like, like rotten tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Like an egg. No, no. Don't assault your representative, friends. Okay. If you don't hit them, if you hit them waist and below, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> okay. All right. Number two worst, second from the worst, is business promo like trailers, or they got the SUV with the graphic wrap on it. You're just promoting your business. 
get out of my parade billboard mosquito squad or whatever it is i don't want to see you local real estate company yeah i ain't about that life either yeah worst one you gotta guess i don't clowns oh for sure i hate clowns i hate clowns with an undying passion clowns are creepy they're stupid they look scary i've never liked clowns don't be in my parade clowns don't be anywhere i don't want you clowns that's power rankings no clowns hello this is eric's mom and you're listening to the podcast yanos uh, so, Eric, are there bald eagles in northern Michigan? Yeah. Okay. I have a story about things that I saw on the side of the road while running. Um, Is it a bald eagle? I'm like 98% sure I saw a bald eagle while running this week. You ought to check with me to make sure that they existed. Yes. Um, there were a couple other indications that it was a bald eagle. Um, it was draped in an American flag. Uh, it was wearing one of those, like, American flag bandanas. Uh, yeah. It was fat. Uh, freedom was like hanging from its wings it had an american flag emoji tattoo uh was riding a mobility scooter yeah and as it went by it it cawed that it hates ohio uh so take that for what it's worth everybody hates ohio ohio's the worst um so that's what i saw on the side of the actually above the road while running this week yeah an actual honest to goodness bald eagle yeah yeah maybe i'd see some wildlife if i went outside you should try it yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought I might introduce a new segment this week just to shake things up a little bit. Uh, are you cool with that? Yes. Okay. So here's the new segment. It's called Shaming Stupid Vanity Plates That We've Seen. Uh, <laughs> during it, we share what stupid vanity plate we've seen and then we shame it. Do you follow? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so this week, um, it was actually today, like on the way home from work. I saw one of those like half SUV, half truck deals. You know what I'm talking about? They're kind of ugly. Yeah, like an avalanche yeah, or some, something like that. A ridgeline. Yeah, ridgeline. Like uh, the, the plate said, a fly guy. You know what fly guys don't need to put on their vanity plate to let everyone know that they're fly? Fly, fly guy. guy. Yeah. If you um, had to get a vanity plate, what would you get? I'd get... Um, that's a that's a good question, especially just spring on me like this. I'd get STD MFN stud muffin or STD muffin, whatever. <laughs> See, that was where I went right off the bat. So I, I was like, oh, that's, no, actually, that's a bolt one. That. No, I wouldn't get that. Um, I see a lot of disc golf vanity plates. You wouldn't you wouldn't guess that. I think I saw one that was like short for Heiser bomb the other day. No. Because, I mean, disc golfers take it seriously. Yeah. I saw one that was like AVR1, which is a type of disc. If I, if I see one, I'll write it down to be sure to shame them. Yeah, yeah. And if you you at home see a stupid vanity plate, like email us or tweet us, you know, what it was or a picture, and, and we'll shame it next week. I have no, I have no problem shaming, shaming strangers that I see on the road. That's the thing. I'll have to, I'll have to retweet my post from like three or four years ago where i made vanity plates for some of the tigers yeah that would be fun okay are you to ready? celebrate the new segment are you ready to get into uh some twitter questions 
Yeah. All right. I think we got a lot of them this week. We do we? have a lot of them. Um, oh. We might have to pick and choose uh, and get to others maybe next week. This one is actually for um, the Voice of the Turtle podcast, which is another Tigers podcast, from our buddy Jeremy <laughs> Troya. Who would win in a fight, them or the Podcastianos fellows? They actually discussed this on, on their last show. Did they really? I got to bring it up. I, I should listen to it. I think we got them all. I really do. They, they, uh, they thought so too, actually. I think we we certainly have a size advantage. We definitely do. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you have athletic ability, so that's pretty good. True. Yeah. You know something people don't know about me? Low key, I'm actually a black belt. I'm trying to decide how serious you are. Oh, I'm 100% serious. I, I got it when I was like 10, but, you know, black belt's a black belt, right? Does that age well? It does not. I, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't show you a single move, but, um, you know, I think I think if, if the heat of battle I, came, I think it would flood back to me. I'm pretty sure. I own a black belt. I it's actually, leather with my dress pants, but... Yeah. Um, but like they said, I we we don't want to fight them. We want to to hang out with them, and, and we don't want to fight them. <laughs> but if we had to, but if we had to, we all know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> um, John. Fine. Although Rob, Rob is like a a physical therapist or whatever. I think he is. So oh, he, he could probably throw some people around. He probably knows the pressure points. We'd be screwed. Oh yeah. Actually, we. I just run away, and. <laughs> I'd be really screwed because you're running faster than me. Yeah, it's it's a classic bear situation. Exactly. Um, John Fine us asked, do you think Jordan uh, Zimmerman is going to hurt his neck again looking at all the home runs he gives up? Um, Ooh, that's kind of He's weird. given up seven, uh, I think. Although he's not leading the, lead, uh, the team. Oh, he's tied for Sanchez in home runs given up with nine. Nine. It's not a small nine. amount. Um, Alex Savota asked us, uh, yeah, what's the deal with syrup? What? How do you pronounce it? How do you pronounce that? You just did. Savota? No, not. What? No. Syrup. Syrup. That's how I would say it. But some people say syrup. Yeah, they're not American. It's definitely syrup. Syrup. Yeah. Um, Okay. Eric Lloyd asks. If you're buying it, do you buy the um, corn syrup? Knock off, or are you buying the real maple syrup? I'm buying Aunt Jemima or whatever's on sale. You cheapskate. I am I cheap am too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Eric Lloyd asks us, who handles the final save situation of the season? Which I thought that was a very, very interesting question. Ooh. I still think, I think it's Justin. Justin Wilson. I think it's K Rod. I think, I think he claims it at some point. Yeah, you might not be wrong. Um, I would prefer it be Justin. Don't get me wrong. Um, uh, at uh, just Grandmaster Matt um, asks us, if you guys had to be an IO vendor at Comerica Park, what type of vendor would you be? Oh, I want something light. I'm going for cotton candy. Yeah, I was thinking like car- uh, kettle corn, popcorn, hot dogs, something like that. Yeah, you don't want. Yeah. Although I suppose your sales and probably maybe tips would go up if you're selling beer. But then it seems heavy. But you. I suppose you get the coldness of the um, ice, like on your junk, you know, as you hold the cooler around. So it's a nice cooling effect on your on yourself. Yeah. Well, the thing with hot dogs is you have your smell 
which is good when you're selling and bad after. When you go home. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the ladies mm, smell hot. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not how it would go. Uh, <laughs> Skitch asks us, who's your favorite Troy, uh, Troya? Uh, Jeremy? I, I like them both. They're, they're both good buddies of the show. What's so, the other one's name? Anthony. So you got you're, Anthony. Yeah, you're you're oh. the dick that only that only liked likes one of them. So, so congrats. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Just trying to move ahead here. Um, Zach McCurdy asks us, "Did you know Derek Jeter had his number retired? There was hardly any coverage about it." <sighs> Which is sarcasm. There was a lot of coverage about it. I just refuse. I refuse to bend the knee at the shrine of Jeter. Ugh, the whole thing's bad. I don't know. Just, I can't wait till it's all done and I don't get to see him on my fa- on my Facebook and Twitter feeds anymore. Uh, they were talking about him on on Pardon My Take. It's a it's a different podcast. Um, but this is this is his quote from the, from his speech, and I say this very humbly: there isn't a person or player I would trade places with that's playing now or ever. It is very hard to make mm-hmm. that statement humbly. Well, I, I suppose you can twist it to, to say, hey, my experience was so good and I've internalized the the my circumstances where I wouldn't trade. You could you could do it that way. But, yeah, that's kind of a kind of a dick statement. It's very, very, very jeets. Um, OK, enough, enough Twitter questions. We've rambled for far too long. Yeah. No uh, more of you people. <laughs> uh, upcoming matchups. Uh, the Orioles come in having lost four in a row, um, including they got swept in Kansas City, which seems hard to believe at this Ooh. point. But before that, they won six in a row. So who knows what we're getting with them? Uh, we face... Are they are they still leading the American League East? One might say that I don't know. Huh. Um, Wade Miley against Matt Boyd, Ubaldo against Michael Fulmer. Uh, that should be a fun one. It's always, always a treat to face Ubaldo. Uh, and then Dylan. Yeah, don't swing. Don't swing against Ubaldo. Throws a zillion balls. Just don't swing. Everybody pretend like you're Alex Avila. Alex should lead it. It should lead off the game against Jimenez. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely what I was thinking. You know, move move Kinsler down to like seven or eight, and move Alex up to the top, yeah. and tie his hands behind his back. Don't swing. I'm done. Sorry. Continue. Uh, then we face Dylan Bundy on Thursday against Jordan Zimmerman, which that that yeah. could get ugly. Let's be honest. Uh, Bundy's got a five and one record. Bundy is really good. Um, he's. Yeah. I mean, he's he's always threatened to be really good, and he is he, really good. He got hurt. There was so much hype with him coming out of the draft and like his first minor league professional year, everybody was nuts about him. Then I think he got hurt. I think, yeah, uh, I think well, he had Tommy John and now he's Tommy John. Yeah. Now yep. he's back. Um, and then we play the Rangers. Rangers come to Comerica. They are hot as all get out seven and three in their last 10, six game winning streak though. <laughs> those were against San Diego, San Diego and Oakland. Um, we get to face Nick Martinez on Friday, but then it gets significantly more difficult. AJ Griffin and you Darvish uh, for the weekend. Uh, AJ Griffin four and zero with a three point one five ERA. Name me one AJ Griffin fact. Uh, he's four and zero on the year. <laughs> Good one. Um, you didn't say it had to be an original fact. 
That's true. Uh, That's very true. He was actually named after uh, the Griffin family from Family Guy. Oh, okay. That's no, that's that's full of crap. I have no idea. (laughs) All right, record prediction is half eagle, half lion. Is that true? Yeah, that's not true. There, there's no way that's a real animal, right? No, it's like, oh, hall. (laughs) It's not a real animal. It's like a a a mythological animal. Gotcha. I don't. I don't know that I've ever heard of of that. Like the Grand Rapids Griffins, you've never heard of? No. What are they? You've never heard of the Grand Rapids Griffins? I don't know. They're the they're the Red Wings minor league affiliate, and they play in Grand Rapids. Okay. They're a hockey team. Minor league hockey? No, I I haven't heard of it. Okay, a griffin is like a body of a lion and the head and wings of an eagle. I guess if I were putting those two animals together, that's how I would do it. Yeah. It would be very difficult for a lion head on an eagle body. It'd be very disproportionate. Yeah, that'd be a little clumsy. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Um, if you want to get in touch, do you with think the... if you put a minotaur and a centaur together, you'd get like one human and one horse? If we're being a hundred percent honest, I don't know what the difference <laughs> just, between those are. Just keep going. I'm sorry. You know, I've interrupted you like ten times tonight. I'm gonna make this podcast eternal because I just keep butting in with stupidity. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can podcastianos.com on Twitter. I am Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. Facebook.com backslash Podcastianos. And we would love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or however else you're listening to the show. Eric, anything else to say to the people before we get out for the night? I've injected too much stupidity to this podcast already. It's Mike Henneman. Mike Henneman. Thank you. Yeah, you're gonna your mentions are gonna be on fire. I'm now looking forward to it. Yes. Mike Henneman is who I'm thinking. He's got the perfect butt chin, clefted chin, just like Dombrowski. Why couldn't I think of Henneman? Why do you think it was Wetland? Dumb. <laughs> With that being said, we'll catch you guys next week and eat 'em up, Tigers. Eat 'em up. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.